Welcome to Just Winging It. I'm your host, Dana Osimo, and today we'll be talking about the dynamics of a sister-sister relationship, or really a sibling relationship, with a special guest, my sister, Wauda Osimo. This is a really interesting conversation to record because there are some things you don't really know about your siblinghood relationship until you really get into it and ask the questions, I, what is going on with my voice? <clears throat> no 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 i reject it in jesus name but yeah so sometimes you don't really know what you don't know really honestly until you get into it so i really loved this episode because we really did get into it and that this is our vulnerable and honest truth about our relationship and about how you know guys no one really has a manual on how to have a sibling honestly you just figure it out along the way so let's get started Today I'm in a funk. Yeah. Yeah, today I'm in a funk. I think um I woke up just you know when you're just I don't even know how to explain the feeling. I'm just not with us. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not with us. And then steamer has steamer is light, it's like electricity. Steamer has gone. So I'm just here. Yeah. Just like a potato. A cute potato, though. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. So, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe my mood might sound a bit low, but you know, anytime I speak to you, I know. I'm just, I just the light of your life. You really are the light of my life, to be I very know. honest. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's get into it. Um, so, maybe we should give people a background about our relationship. So, guys. <laughs> This is my sister, my one and only sister. We are the only siblings that both of us have. It's just the two <laughs> of us. It's just the two of us. Um, and yeah, would you tell us where you are, what you do, what your life is like, and how I'm also the light of your life? <laughs> okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Wawuda. Um, my friends call me Woody. Uh, I am currently in my third year of university at um, Cardiff University in the UK. Uh, I, I forgot what else I was supposed to say. <laughs> so. You don't know yourself? Are you not <laughs> self-actualized? My goodness. Okay, let me look deep into myself. Um, I, I believe very deeply that Dana is the light of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, um, I just, <laughs> um, yeah, so oh, I'm currently studying uh, journalism, media, and English literature. Uh, I like it, and yeah. And I'm you're a pastry it. chef. Why are you not saying that? Oh. You're a pastry chef. That's the most important part of this whole thing. <laughs> oh, God. I'm a pastry chef. I'm not a professional pastry chef. I am an aspiring pastry chef. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Do you know, I was reading this thing that you're saying continuously imagine yourself at the state you want to be and it will manifest so you are not an aspiring pastry chef you are a pastry chef okay i'm a pastry chef <laughs> thank you very much because my whole future is riding on you being my whole my palette my palette is I genuinely know. riding on you being a pastry chef so we must actualize this dream of yours I um, know, oh my gosh. 
Uh, yeah. They told me that I'm not reminded that I must go to culinary school and I must bake and I must bring down everything that I bake. Okay, let's not make it sound like I'm trying to, you know, like direct your life. <laughs> Because this can come up very longly, hey, longly, wrongly. Ooh. But I think, like, what I feel very deeply is that you've been planted with a seed to just water it. You know, I don't think it would make me so sad if you, if you just followed what everyone thought you should do, and yet you know exactly the direction you should take. You know, I think for me, I think once you've gotten your first degree, yeah. You know, go out and chase your, you know, your dreams. That's something you can fall back on. Um, and I think, I think the the world is growing to a place where there are more opportunities for people to do things that didn't exist even two, three, five years ago. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I always drill this in. I know. Fight for, you should fight for your dreams because the reality is, I think, what what the seed you've been planted with is a tree that grows only for you in the sense that mm. whether someone tries to chop down the tree, whether someone tries to remove the seed, yani that seed has been planted deep down in the ground. It's up to you to decide whether you want to water it or whether you want people to keep stepping on it until now it's buried so deep you can't even collect it out of the ground anymore. You know, or the work it will take for you to, to grow that seed will be so much more work, you know. What? The pressure is getting away, sir. Away, <laughs> sir, I tell you. Hey, what? No, but like, maybe we should just give... So we didn't really have like a script for this episode. It was just kind, kind of going to be conversation around sisterhood and our, you know, story and how we've really just been winging it as sisters. Because like, what are sisters meant to be? Actually, if we start from the very beginning, guys, let me give my side of the story. Then Woody will give her side of the story. So... I am the firstborn daughter, niece, granddaughter, um, cousin. Yani, the first, the first of the very first on both <laughs> sides of my family. Yeah, so I was the very first light of everyone's world. Oof. And then, guys, and this little chipmunk comes across. You know, one day she just comes out of nowhere and everyone is fawning over her. And the thing is, I'll give you this. You are a cute child. I'll give you that. You are very adorable, you know, very adorable. But there is this, I'm trying to remember his name, but he's a psychologist and he talks about how, um, you know, child trauma, I'm not saying your birth traumatized me, but you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get to it. But talks about like child trauma and how siblings um, are raised by different parents. Same set of siblings in the same home are raised by different parents just as a result of even um, where in the birth order they fall. So I as the first born and you as the second born or last born, second, last born, middle child, everything. Um, so I think you came into the world and I was very confused because all of a sudden this attention just shifted. You know, so I was four years old when Woody was born. And from the stories that I hear from family members that it, we didn't really have a good relation. We didn't have a relationship one. We didn't have a good relationship two um, growing up, which is only expected for, which naturally happens for siblings because i you know i can i can see our cousins um i won't mention their names for privacy reasons but i took our cousins and how when the second one came <laughs> the first one is like who is this taking over my life you know and i could hit him and like you know but now he loves him so much so so much and such a great evolution to see so i think there's so many complexities in the sister in the sibling who relationship in our case sister sister and i think 
relationship really started to flourish when I went to uni, mm. you know, because I think for a long time I was, I've, and I've always said this and I've always been very honest about it. I was so mean to you. I was so... Oh, yeah. And I look back and I can see the ways in that has manifested in your life in the, in the sense of, you know, how you're so quick to apologize for something you've not done wrong. And I know that's because I was, used to make you feel um, like you were the one who was the bad person. Little things like not playing with you. I feel so sad about that actually at this yeah, point like, why didn't you play with me you were the <laughs> only one there <laughs> no i know i'd like right now like i mean now that i'm a bit older and a bit mentally healthy um you know i look back because i was really upset for a, a, a long time i was very moody and very sad and very upset for a very long time of you know of my especially my teenage into my yeah. you know, early 20s um and i think that stripped away a part of our bonding or growing up. I mean, right now we are perfect. I mean, I I always oh. say like, my sister is my soulmate, a hundred and ten percent. Like, you are my absolute soulmate. You are literally the person placed on this earth for mm. me, Yani, yeah. for me. You know, <laughs> but that's not something that you know a couple of years ago yeah. was known to me. And so it's beautiful the evolution of of siblinghood and how you come to this place where you realize because remember how mom always used to say like she used to be so affected by our lack of relationship and our our fighting and you know there's constantly someone hitting someone someone shouting at someone someone banging doors at someone and you know she wanted just sat us down and said it is only the two of you there's no one else there's no other sibling that you can run to none other it is just you two so either you figure it out or you spend the rest of your life regretting the fact that you didn't figure it out because who else do you have to run to? And right now I'm very grateful for those words because, you know, it's true. Like, it is actually really true. Like, you are my soulmate. (laughs) The person for me. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my story from my end. But you go ahead and say yours. Um, I think for me, uh, it's just like, Okay, obviously, when I was born, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, <laughs> I mean that in a nice way. <laughs> okay. Well, it has started off bad. Let me start again. So, when I was born, I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> obviously, because I was just born, I didn't have the mental capacity to, you know, see everything the way it was. So... Now I'm hearing stories like now of how we were um, when we were kids. And it's like, it's like people say, oh, you know, you guys used to try and like, okay, I promise this is, we're not murderers. This is just completely, (laughs) Um, we are fine now. So like people be like, oh, you guys used to suffocate each other. Um, Like with pillows, you tried, and then like even um, hearing the story of how Dana tried to like flush me down the toilet. And I'm like, okay guys and how am I alive you know (laughs) like and for me as a child obviously because I'm younger than her I don't understand why is she doing all these things why doesn't she want to play a game with me like I get it we're like four years apart but it's like you're my sister and we're only two of us my dad is working my mom is working I don't have anyone else to play with because like we didn't live like in an estate where we had like uh, like other 
people our age, from my age, to play with. So it was literally just me and Dana. And so, you know, it would be like, why doesn't she want to play with me? Why doesn't she want to, you know, uh, sit down with me, do my bubby dolls, nini, nini. Now it's like we watch Bobby together. It's like amazing. I love hey, it. Hey, hey, like in the dream house. Hey, hey. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Yeah, but like, as you grow up, I think even watching back some of the videos that we had, like, you know, those old videos that um, yeah. we have, and you can see sort of the relationship, like, sort of develop, like, in terms of where we barely used to talk, where we barely used to hang out. It's now like, it's like clockwork now. It's like, ah, where's Dana? I haven't talked to Dana. I don't know. Like, even now, Dana will invite me to sit with her and her friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. I never used to do that. And never. Then, do you know, never. the other, when was it? It was me, you, and two other friends. And I was sitting there and I was like, you're so cool. Yeah. I was like, I knew that. Everybody knew that. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah it's things like that that just show you like how much our relationship has grown and oh my gosh Lena let me tell you something I'll never forget and this is why I fight my own battles because you told me one day (laughs) in church this is in church in the house of the Lord and I came to you I came to you because uh someone was bullying me and I came to you and you were standing with your friends obviously and I was like Dana this person has done this and this and this and this and you're like Woody fight your own battles and I felt so yummy, Delicia yummy. Ah, my goodness. Truly, Jesus is the only one who will fight my battles. Because on this app, you have no one. I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, how is it that I have, because you know, people will be like, oh, my brother is so protective of me, my sister is so protective of me. And I'm like, ah, oh, my goodness, my sister is helping me to fight my own battles. You guys need to grow up. You guys need to understand that you are here on this app for yourself. You know, no one's gonna fight your battles. So I think the entire time it was like, okay, like maybe that's why I'm functioned and among other things to just, I do it on my own. Like something's happening, oh, it's fine, I can fix it. I'll do it on my own, I'll get over it. I'll blah, 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 blah. So, but now it's like growing up, I think because we both reached a point in our lives where we're just confused and we don't know <laughs> what's going on. Like, it's like, okay, I need to now go to Dana. But then yeah. Dana is also like, oh, I need to go to Woody. We're coming to each other and we're both confused. But you know what? We're doing it together. And I think that's, exactly. what, that's what makes it so much better. So yes, we struggled. But tough times never last. Yes, but tough people last. Hallelujah. Oh. But I think something that, I, that I'd like that you're mentioning is one, growth and development in terms of relationships. And then um, to the reality that we're both very confused, mm-hmm. but like what makes winging it so much easier is when you wing it with someone. Yeah. And especially someone who um, you can be very honest and vulnerable and open with, you know, like the other day, was it last week? I called Woody. I was, where was I leaving? I was leaving the saloon, the salon, the saloon, whatever it's called. Um, and I was driving and I was, you know, if you've listened to the first episode about feeling out of alignment, this, you know, came out of it. Um, at the point when we are recording this, it's not yet been released. So she has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> so I was feeling so out of alignment. And I 
just started wailing in the car, just crying profusely. And so I called Woody and I'm like, Yanni, the way I was crying, you would have thought like the oh. world is coming to an absolute end. I was like, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think after the conversation, as much as my life was not fixed, I felt so much better. Mm. You know, because I had someone there to just listen and, you know, tell me nice, nice things and tell me, yeah, you better stop on the side of the road or you're going to get into an accident because you can't see past your tears. In this Nairobi, it's true. So I think I'm very grateful for the way in which this relationship has developed and the ways in which we have grown. It's definitely not been easy. And I think when, you know, we look at sibling relationships, they're all very different and they're all, but I think the thing we never really get into is they're very complex because these are two different temperaments. So if you look at my temperament and Rhoda's temperament, I'm more extroverted, Woody's more introverted. Um, right now, right now, I think we are finding a balance in terms of, you know, our extrovertedness and introvertedness where we can be able to play to each depending on the context. But like at our core, we are both, one is introverted, one is extroverted. Mm-hmm. And then I'm more, or something that we share in common is we're both very sensitive feelers. Oh, yeah. Very, very sensitive. Yeah. So yeah. we were profusely, I don't know what movie we were watching or show we were watching and we were just in <laughs> tears. And this is when you'd come home for holiday. I don't know what, I can't remember, but I just remember we were both in tears and we were like, yeah, this is not good for our health. Oh. You know, so we are both very sensitive feelers, but then you see, we are both very different people, yeah. you know, and, and being able to find a way to balance the relationship with your differences is also very complex because the world expects that siblings get along Mm. you know society expects that you know because we are siblings you know we should be best of friends Mm. um but that's not always the case you know i think it takes a lot of intentional work and a lot of recognizing there's really no manual to how this relationship will develop you know, there's no one who sat down and said, this is the sister's manual on how to become great sisters. You really just have to have that recognition. And and I think for me, it came when I was in uni, to be honest, when I first, yeah. you know, because I studied, I studied abroad and I remember leaving and it really hitting me yeah. that no, for real, it's only my sister. Yeah. Like, no doubt about that. It is only my sister. And I would call her yani i would call i would call i would call unprovoked what are you doing you're sleeping okay great so you need to hear me out <laughs> you know and it is then that and i think it's it's long distance and maybe actually sometimes distance is great for relationships is in oh, that yeah. yeah it can make you recognize the value of them for some people it makes you realize you really don't need them but right. i guess in in our case it made us realize the value of the relationship and the yeah. fact that it's it's up to us to make it work yeah. You know, no one else is going to make it work for us. It's up to us to make it work. Um, And then saying, okay, we also have no idea how to make it work. But I think the first step was apologizing. For me, at least on my part, apologizing for the things I did wrong, the things I said wrong, the ways in which I hurt you, you know, because I think there are things I, you know, I can can see that as as a direct result of the ways in which I treated you, you know. Um, And it's up to, you know, to me to be able to remedy that. Mm. Also, the fact yeah. that I don't like math, I used to think. Yeah. It was the day we were sitting in McFries with I don't even know who, and um, 
I don't know what you're talking about. I just remember that um, we were talking about math and I said, oh yeah, even I'm not good at math. And then I think someone pointed out, is it that you don't like maths or is it you don't like maths because that and doesn't like maths? So maybe it's that I function in my mind because a lot of the times I would find myself, I want to be what Dana is. So the time you said, oh, black is your favorite color, even me. <laughs> Black is my favorite color. What are you talking about? It's, it's the best color on this app. And people will be like, why black? It's a black. And I'm like, see, it's a black. <laughs> and like so many things that I didn't have a reason for liking or disliking. But because Dana has said it must be, it must be. So you had, even when you were not like close, the influence that you had on my life, whether I realized it or not, was so profound. And I'm glad now I have a different favorite color. <laughs> very close to black. So even now when I'm my own person, like I've, I've grown out of certain, okay, I still don't like maths, but anyway, I've grown out of certain things. I've become who uh, I am becoming, who I want to be in my own self, like without having your influence, but it's still there nevertheless. Even then, I, you know, I used to curate all of my playlists according to <laughs> I used to look at the phone, I say, This song, this song, this song, this song. <laughs> and then, you, even till now, you will be like looking at my music and you'll be like, I have this song, I have this song. I'm like, Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's where I got from. <laughs> you know, there's a time we're in the car and hit after hit. I'm like, Is this not my playlist? And she's like, no, it's mine. And I'm like, no, this is my playlist. Like, all these songs are... Anyway, not keeping songs. But something interesting that you're bringing out is the is the firstborn and lastborn relationship. In the in the sense, because we are two, there's no other, you know, middleborn or other child. Yeah. But, but how that also plays out in sibling relationships, the influences one has on the other. Because for me, that is very deep. For, for me to be able to say I like Black, then you say you like Black. For me to say I'm listening to this song, then you say you're listening to that song. It's something I was never cognizant of. It's not something that I ever really internalized. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought you were annoying. I was like, yeah, you know, me, I like Black. Even me, I like Black. I'm like, what's wrong with this girl? But I didn't realize um, that it's deeper than that. And I think some of the things that contributed to that was, and it's something we talk about a lot, is like how... Oh, you're Dana's sister. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If I hear one more person tell me that, <laughs> I will knock them out. You know, and people enmesh us and enmeshing in the sense that they yeah. want to, you know, bond us together, even mm-hmm. individual individuality and personality wise. And unfortunately, that always affects the last one because it's very easy for you to spend all your life thinking you're like me, then figure out one day you're not. And then now this creates an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, it's beautiful now that you're discovering yourself. I mean, there are things you do by yourself. And I'm like, that's really cool. Even me, I want you to do that. And then yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, that's really cool. Okay, I like that. You know, um, yeah. but but I think even in the, and it's, that's part of, of winging it. Because we don't really understand um, the complexities of these bonds until we get a little bit older and we're able to learn a bit more and, read a bit more and understand a bit more than when we have these conversations, then we're able to see them play out in our own relationship with each other. Because for me, that's very scary, mm-hmm. you know, um, that enmeshment because one person can end up feeling like they don't, they don't have a self, 
-hmm. you know, your identity is so tied to your sibling that you get lost in it, you know? So everywhere you go, I mean, for me, the funniest thing was you going all the way to Wales, all the way, because I know you didn't want to go to London because you didn't want to potentially meet anyone who knew you. So you go all the way to Wales and someone's like, you're Dana's sister. And you're like, like, oh my first gosh. Interaction. <laughs> first interaction. We didn't even have a conversation. It was just your Dana's sister. I said, man, this is not happening to me. I should have gone to like, I don't know, Asia or something. <laughs> you probably still have found someone. But no, how did, I, I, want to under, I want to understand how that has affected you and how you've learned to deal with it. Um, I think, okay, the thing is, I have always followed you, not just in like, siblingness whatever mm-hmm. but everywhere you have gone yeah so schools you went to the ghetto people <laughs> you went to the ghetto first. I went to the ghetto then you went to your own ghetto I stayed at the <laughs> then we went to whatever that was the second one and we're there together so I've always been where you were at first and that meant and because you're such an extroverted person such a I know everyone, I want to do this, I want to do that. Miss Prefect, Miss Hedgar, Miss Hedgar, I have always been, like when I go to that place where you have been, it's always been. So this is Dana's sister. So Dana's sister will be like this. And I remember one time when we were at that final school, I don't know if I let say, anyway, whatever, when we were at that final school and I was in the, I was on the staircase. I was walking down the stairs. And one of the teachers came to me and she said, oh, your daughter's sister, yeah? I said, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. Another sister. And then she goes, oh, so are you also going to be a prefect like your sister? Are you also going to go for house captain? Are you also going to go to law? Are you also going to this sister? She was like, yeah, you should be like your sister. And, she didn't know. and I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, wow, people are so stuck on this girl why not we just forget it? <laughs> forget about her. Forget about, forget about her. her. You know? But I was like, it's good that Dana has been such a good influence on so many people. And that's good for her. But I don't want people to see me the same way. Because then I'm already an introvert. I already feel so much pressure like on my own. So for people to come and tell me, oh, you have to be like this. And obviously, Dana has always gotten, um, has always been academically better than me. So me, I'm just not a book smart and I've accepted it. So <laughs> now it becomes even more pressure with people are like, oh, your sister did this and got this. Or your sister did this and got this. I think there's only like... Oh. Okay. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, honestly, I would play into it. So, for example, our history teacher, we have the same history teacher. That one loved Dana. Oh, she loved Dana so much. But, and I would play into that in the sense of, like, oh, she loves Dana, so she has to love me. And I just felt, like, in that class, I would enter, and it's like, you feel Dana's presence is still there. So even though, like, that class stressed me to a very great extent, I was comforted by the fact that Dana's presence was somewhere there. And I could use that presence to just make me feel better. So it was, it had... It's good side and it had it, it it had its bad sides. I think the, the bad side was just all the pressure that had to come on me just for being someone's sister. I was like, ah, you mean just because I was born, suddenly I had this pressure to be like someone else and was so completely different. 
So I think, but now growing up, it's just like, I want to be at a place where no one knows anything, you know? Like, it's just Woody has come and this is Woody. And if you meet my sister, you're meeting her for the first time. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, Dana, hi, how are you? It's, oh, you're Dana, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and but, I do want that for you because I think I think it's important for people to see outside of the the confines of a certain perception. Yeah, you know, um, because you are your own person, and that is very important to protect. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think for me, growing up to see you grow and seeing who you are, I want people to see that person that you are, and I think. Every time I see you come alive in spaces, I am so proud of you because for me that that is you putting aside all the expectations and perceptions and ideas that people have of you to be like me or for you to be like the family name or for you to be like X, Y, Z. And you saying, I am Wauda, you know, I am I am a pastry chef <laughs> who loves watching Barbie and oh, yeah. has over nine children who are all dogs. Yes. And that is me and stepping fully into that role. And so I think this is a conversation we need to continue having even as we as we wrap up this. But I think for me, the thing that keeps on getting more and more and more evident is that there are so many images of us that are being held up either by us or by other people that mm-hmm. we are constantly trying to break down. You know, sometimes you get tired of breaking it down and you say, ah, Come by and by. If that's what yeah. you think about it, then whatever, you know. Um, but I think there's also that fighting for space um, mm. within, within you know, the societies that we live in and, and even our own families, mm. you know, because even that pressure alone can come from families, yeah. you know, of, you know, Dana studied law. So you have to do, you know, something like business oh, or like, yeah. you know, God knows what, you know. But then for me, I, I wish you knew how, much of an impact you've also had when you said you're going to do journalism media and english mm. i was like what <laughs> oh and you're and you're actually like wow <laughs> you mean you can you can go and do something you love and then on top of that you say you want to be a pastry chef for a living <laughs> oh my gosh you know and i think for me that was just an eye-opening experience for me to realize wait mm. a minute you mean if my younger sister can walk in her truth and fight for it, mm-hmm. what am I doing here trying to hold on to an image that isn't mine? Yeah. You know, that has been handed over to me. Because I think you've done a lot of work in fighting for your space. And so now you know very much what it means. It feels like to be kept in a box mm-hmm. and what it feels like to be outside of that box and you'd rather be outside of the box. So you're fighting yeah. for it. You know, whereas I think for me, when it comes to a lot of fast bonds, we are so used to the box because it's comfortable because you don't want any sort of conflict because you know it's just what you know it is it's what people expect and i'm a people pleaser yeah you know but then to see your your younger siblings fight for their space is so empowering because then it tells you even i can do the same thing Mm. you know even i can fight for my space and as much as we are both in a very confused um space in our lives i think I think for me, my greatest greatest blessing every day is waking up and knowing there's this person in my corner, and she will always be in my corner. Yeah, always. you know, always be in my corner. So I think for that, I am genuinely it eternally grateful. Despite 
you know, all the things that feel like are falling apart in life. There's this one thing that's a constant. Yeah. Have you reached that pattern from from scratch? Uh, uh-uh. Okay, this I can't spoil it for you. Spoil. I'm on like episode seven now. Okay, it's just that they've already gone to the states, yeah. Oh yeah, they've already gone to the states. He's had his cancer. Okay, um, okay. He's had the surgery. His you know when I'm, died. you know when Amari tells him, "You are my center, oh. regardless of everything that happens. You are my center." Mm. that is you for me mm. and I think that is the siblinghood for you know for me just regardless of all the things happening you are my center you know it is you just being a constant that I think makes things a lot easier mm. to maneuver you know so even as we close this session guys I hope it allows you to also think about your own sibling relationships how they've impacted your own individual life how they've impacted your sibling's life and how it's how we really don't always know what we are doing in these relationships. Yeah. And a lot of times that not knowing what we are doing ends up hurting the people that we love. But yeah. once we become aware and intentional, it fosters such a beautiful relationship where you can wing it together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll leave you to say any closing remarks. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Anytime. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap. Well, that's all for today's episode of Just Swinging It, Dynamics of a Sister-Sister Relationship. Thanks for listening and thank you to my lovely, lovely sister Wilda for joining me today. Join us again in January of 2023 as we discuss unlearning and awakening with Akil O'Connor and how we can really step into our power and how a lot of us really just don't know what we are doing but how can we start to is that possible make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify see you guys next year bye